0: Please be seated. To those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee on this Easter morning, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Word of God upon which we base our message this morning are both the gospel and the second reading from 1 Corinthians 15, Luke 24. You heard them read before, I recall just these words. Very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb. They were carrying the spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the tomb. 1 Corinthians 15. If Christ is our hope in this life only, we deserve more pity than any other people. But now Christ has come back from the dead. He is the very first person of those who have died to come back to life. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, who is our crucified Lord and also our risen and victorious Lord, my beloved. Seems that uh, today, one of the current staples of TV happens to be those uh, reality shows. You know what I'm talking about? You know, Chopped, Survivor, Alaskan Bush people. No doubt when you take a look at those things, they have been staged. But also, no doubt, because they're caught on camera, you see real people doing real things. And so they are reality shows. They are real people doing real things. They're not just a bunch of made-up stories that people talk about, you know, around the water cooler uh, on Monday morning. Today, the festival of the resurrection is the highest festival of the church year. We, and I want to talk this morning about resurrection realities because the resurrection miracle is not just a story. It was real people doing real things, staged by God himself a millennia before. The reality of the first Good Friday is that Jesus was dead. That spear from the Roman soldier punctured his side all the way up to his heart, punctured his uh, pericardium. Water and blood flowed out. You don't live with a punctured heart. Then Jesus' death was certified by Roman soldiers. And believe me, if you were on crucifixion duty as a Roman soldier, you knew what dead looked like. Jesus was placed in a tomb, hollowed out of rock, with a a two-and-a-half-ton cylindrical stone rolled into a ditch in front of it, Roman soldiers posted all around with the governor's seal. The reality is that Jesus was dead and he was buried. The reality of that very first Easter morning is that there was an empty tomb. And we know how it got empty. Jesus Christ's corpse, crucified, dead and buried on Friday came back to life. And now Jesus, with a glorified body, no longer limited by time and space, evaporated not only out of the grave clothes, but also out of the grave. And there were real facts to prove it. An earthquake, an angel from heaven, blew that two-and-a-half-ton stone away from the hole, sat down on it, to show an empty tomb. And the real facts are that the Roman soldiers posted there saw it and they felt it and they told their story. And then they were paid off by the Jewish leaders to tell a lie that the disciples had stolen the body of Jesus. And boy, I tell you, it must have been some payoff because the penalty for leaving your post as a Roman soldier on guard was death. The reality of the first Easter is that Jesus' followers were not believers in the resurrection. Before Jesus died, he said, he taught them that the Son of Man would be rejected by the leaders, he would be killed, but after three days he would come back to life. He told them very clearly what he meant, but they did not understand. The reality of the very first Easter morning is that there were no believers around about the resurrection. I mean, we just heard from Luke 24. Early that first Easter morning, women went to the tomb looking for a corpse. They took the spices to finish the embalming. Some other snippets about the first Easter, Mark 16. They said to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb looking for a corpse? Matthew 24. The men, angels, asked the women, Why are you looking among the dead for the living one? He's not here. He has been brought back to life. Mark 16. They went out of the tomb and ran away Shock and trembling overwhelmed them. They didn't say a thing to anyone because they were afraid. John 20. Mary Magdalene saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb's entrance. She told Peter and John, They have removed the Lord from the tomb, and we don't know where they put him. John 20. Peter and John at the tomb. They didn't know yet what Scripture meant when it said that Jesus had to come back to life. So the disciples went back home. John 20. Mary Magdalene, after she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. However, she didn't know it was Jesus. Jesus asked her, "'Why are you crying? "'Who are you looking for?' Mary thought it was the gardener. So she said to him, "'Sir, if you have carried him away,' Tell me where you have put him, and I'll remove him. And, of course, you remember the Emmaus disciples. Just about every one of us has a picture of that in our home. Jesus walking with the two disciples. He said, how foolish you are. You're so slow to to believe everything the prophet said. The reality was on that first Easter morning among Jesus' followers, there was not one believer in the resurrection. Until He showed himself to them. Thomas, one of the 12 apostles, who was called Didymus, wasn't with them when Jesus came. The other disciples told him, We've seen the Lord. Thomas told them, I refuse to believe unless I see the nail marks in his hands, put my fingers into them, and put my hand into his side. A week later, Jesus' disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Even though the doors were locked, Jesus stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then Jesus said to Thomas, Put your finger here and look at my hands. Take your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas replied, my Lord and my God. 1 Corinthians 15. Brothers and sisters, St. Paul says, I'm making known to you the good news which I already told you, which you received and on which your faith is based. In addition, you are saved by this good news if you hold on to this doctrine I taught you. Unless you uh, believed it without ever thinking it over, I passed on to you the most important doctrines that I had received. Christ died to take away our sins, as the Scripture said. He was placed in a tomb. He was brought back to life on the third day, as the Scripture said. He appeared to Cephas. Next, he appeared to the twelve apostles. Then he appeared to more than 500 believers at one time. Most of these people are still living, but some have died. Next, he appeared to James. Then he appeared to all the apostles. Last of all, he also appeared to me. But the reality of that first Easter was that all those Roman soldiers were paid off to lie and say that Jesus' disciples had stolen the body. I mean, didn't you ever think of what... uh, ridiculousness that is what a hoax it was to say that jesus disciples had stolen the body i mean uh, if i were a disciple of jesus i stole his body i'd run for my dear life i mean uh, they would be prosecuting you to be a grave robber and it's kind of interesting they never ever prosecuted or brought the charge of the, against the disciples for grave robbers and the disciples didn't run away they stayed right there in jerusalem to testify to the truth Some people say it was all a hoax. It's kind of interesting how after Jesus' ascension, a band of a bunch of cowards turned into courageous witnesses for Jesus. And I don't know, I think you've heard this said before, but there are a few things that people might be willing to die for. Some people might be willing to die for their country. I know I'd be willing to die for my wife. You've heard me say it before. I'd take a bullet for her in a second. But nobody, but nobody would ever die for a hoax. But the disciples were willing to be beaten and imprisoned and even martyred to testify about a risen Lord. Before a hostile crowd, Peter said, David knew that the Messiah would come back to life and he spoke about that before it ever happened. He said that the Messiah wouldn't be left in the grave and that his body wouldn't decay. God brought this man, Jesus, back to life. We are all witnesses to that. Some people say, you know, Jesus all only appeared to his followers. He appeared to hostels too. I got to tell you, he appeared to Saul with that flash of lightning. in. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me?" Saul was then converted into one of the best uh, Christian missionaries. Easter realities Jesus' corpse was buried, an empty tomb was discovered. There were post mortem appearances. Disciples were converted from cowards into the courageous. But what does it mean for you and me celebrating the resurrection? Easter morning, 2016. It means that there are more realities yet to come. Jesus said to her, I am the one who brings people back to life, and I am life itself. Those who believe in me will live even if they die. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe that? That means that your casket and your funeral and your grave plot is not a dead end. St. Paul says the Lord will come from heaven with a command with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. First, the dead who believed in Christ will come back to life. Then together with them, we who are alive will be taken in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. In this way, we will always be with the Lord. So comfort one another with these words. Job chapter 19, on which the last hymn and the Grinness sings some more verses from, I know that my Redeemer lived. It comes from Job in the Old Testament, centuries before Jesus. He says, I know that my Redeemer lives. And afterwards, he will rise on the earth. Even after my skin has been stripped off my body, you know, by decay when you die, I will see God in my own flesh. I will see him with my own eyes, not mine and not someone else's. At the last trumpet call, Jesus is not going to call just one person out of the grave like he did when he said, Lazarus, come out! On the last day, Jesus is going to say, All my children, come out! And corpses will respond. So the final reality. Consider this. The Father has given us his love. He loves us so much that we are actually called God's dear children, St. John says. And that's what we are. For this reason, the world doesn't recognize us and it didn't recognize him either. Dear friends, now we are God's children. What we will be isn't completely clear yet. We do know that when Christ appears, we will be like him because we will see him as he is. The realities of Easter. How can you know that? Because you know the reality that Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Say it along with me. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. We sing the final four verses of I Know That My Redeemer Lives. Please stand. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We take this time to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards.